Greetings, reading Mark 13. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for sending us your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for sending us your Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ's accomplishment on the cross. We left everything on the cross, all our diseases, all our sickness, Lord, all our loneliness, our poverty, Lord, our, our lack of plans, of actions, Lord. We left everything there. Lord, we just decree and declare, Lord God, that we rejoice in you, in the cross. We thank you, Lord God, for the Isaiah, Lord, that by the stripes of Jesus Christ, we are healed. By your stripes, we're healed, Lord. You have given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. We rejoice in your word, Lord God. It is good to us. We have found your word and we have eaten it. And it is pleasant and good to our souls. We thank you. Thank you for strengthening us through the Holy Spirit, through your word, and through the listening of your word this morning as we declare, Jesus is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen. Reading of the book of Mark, chapter 13, New Living Testament. Jesus speaks about the future. As Jesus was living the temple that day, one of his disciples said, Teacher, look at these magnificent buildings. Look at the impressive stones in the walls. Jesus replied, yes, yes, look at these great buildings. Well, they will be completely demolished. Not one stone will be left on top of another. Later, Jesus said on the Mount of Olives across the valley from the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew came to and privately asked him, Tell us, when will this all happen? What sign will, will show us that these things are about to be fulfilled? Jesus replied, Don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name, claiming, I am the Messiah. They will de deceive many, and you will hear wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. <clears throat> yes, these things must take place, but the end will not follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in many parts of the world, as well as famines. But this is the only the first of the birth pains, with more to come. When these things begin to happen, watch out. You will be handed over to the local council and beaten in the synagogues. You will stand trial before governors and kings because you are my followers. But this will be your opportunity to tell them about me. For the good news must first be preached to all nations. But when you are arrested and stand trial, don't worry in advance about what to say. Just say what God tells you at that time, for it is not you who will be speaking, but the Holy Spirit. A brother will betray his brother to death. A father will betray his own child. And children will rebel against their parents and cause them to be killed. And everyone will hate you because you are my followers. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. The day is coming when you will see the sacrilegious object that causes de desecration standing where he should not be. Reader, pay attention. Then those in Judea must flee to the hills. A person out on the deck of a roof must not go down into the house to pack. 
A person out in the field must not return even to get a coat. How terrible it will be for pregnant women and for nursing mothers in those days. And pray that your flight will not be in winter. For there will be great anguish in those days that at any time since God created the world, and it will never be so great again. In fact, unless the Lord shortens that time of calamity, not a single person will survive. But for the sake of his chosen ones, he has shortened those days. Then if anyone tells you, look, look, here's the Messiah, or there he is, don't believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and perform signs and wonders so as to deceive, if possible, even God's chosen ones. Watch out. I have warned you about this ahead of time. At that time, after the anguish of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will give no light, the stars will fall from the sky, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then everyone will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds with great power and glory, and he will send out his angels to gather his chosen ones from all over the world, from the Father's ends of the earth and heaven. Now learn a lesson from the fig tree when its branches bud and its leaves begin to sprout. You know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see all these things taking place, you can know that his return is very near, right at the door. I tell you the truth, and this generation will not pass from the scene before all these things take place. Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. However, no one knows the day or the hour when these things will happen. Not even the angels in heaven or the Son himself. Only the Father knows. And since you don't know what the time will come, be on guard. Stay alert. <clears throat> the coming of the man, of Son of Man, can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. When he left home, he gave each of his slaves instructions about the work they were to do. And he told the gatekeeper to watch for his return. You too must keep watch, for you don't know when the master of the household will return. In the evening, at midnight, before dawn, or at daybreak. Don't let him find you sleeping when he arrives without warning. I say to you, I say to everyone, watch for him. Wow, <clears throat> interesting, interesting reading. Well, let's go ahead and uh, read it in another translation. Some of the translations we grew up with are uh, like the King James Version and the New King James. Um. Let's see. Well, all right, here we go. New King James. Jesus predicts the destruction of the temple. Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone shall be left upon another that shall be thrown down. Take heed that no one deceive you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and he will deceive many. But when you hear awards and rumors of war, do not be troubled, for such things must happen, but the end is not yet. 
For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be earthquakes in various places, and there will be famines and troubles. These are the beginnings of sorrows. But watch out for yourself, for they will deliver you up to counsel, and you will be beaten in the synagogues. You will be brought before rulers and kings for my sake, for a testimony to them. And the gospel must first be preached to all nations. But when they arrest you and deliver you up, do not worry beforehand or premeditate what you will speak. But whatever is given you in that hour, speak that, for it is not you who speaks, but the Holy Spirit. Now a brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child, and children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. And you will be hated by all for my namesake, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. So when you see the abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel, the prophet, standing where it ought not, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop not go down into the house, nor enter to take anything out of his house. And let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. And pray that your flight may not be in winter. For in those days there will be tribulation such as has not been since the beginning of the creation, which God created until this time, nor ever shall be. And unless the Lord had shortened those days, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, whom he chose, he shortened the days. Then if anyone says to you, look. Here is the Christ, or look, he is there, do not believe it. For a false Christ and false prophets will rise and show signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. But take heed, see, I have told you all things beforehand. But in those days, after that, tribulation, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars of heaven will fall and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send his angels and gather together his elect from the four winds, from the farthest part of the earth to the farthest part of heaven. Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When his branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see these things happening, know that it is near at the doors. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven nor the sons, but only the Father. Take heed, watch and pray, for you do not know when the time is. It is like a man going to a far country who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to teach his work and commanded the doorkeepers to watch. Watch, therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming in the evening, at midnight, at the crowning of the rooster, or in the morning. Lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping, and what I say to you, I say to all. Watch. Whew, I'm so glad. I'm so glad I'm up early in the morning 
four something, four thirty, up and at them like a rooster. Amen. We are good to go. We stay in the word day and night. Amen. I always have something here for you to enrich your spirit and continue to keep us ready, alert at all times. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord supply you with all your need. May the love of God shine and heal every part of your body that needs healing. We declare every part of your body that we love that we love you. We love you. You're important to us. Be healed. Be made whole. May the blood of Jesus purify you and cleanse you and set you up straight. Hallelujah. You were made in the image of God in Christ Jesus. We bless you with the blood of the Lamb. Amen and amen. Rise up. Stand up. It's time to go. Stand up and receive your healing in Jesus' name. Amen. With God, all things are possible, Matthew 19, 26. <clears throat> Give them heaven, family. Expect a miracle. Expect something good. It's on his way. I love you. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Reading Mark chapter 14, verses 3 to 9, we begin to ask, what can we change in our situations? What things are beyond our control? What are our responsibilities in the situations we face? As we develop these new thought processes, we may lack confidence in our own wisdom and common sense. We may hesitate to carry out God's will if we are afraid of the criticism of the people around us. Common sense could be defined as our ability to figure out in advance what the, the likely consequences of our choices and actions will be. We are told that getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do, and whatever else you do, develop good judgment. Proverbs 4, 7. We can exercise our common sense by thinking about what we can do and then doing the things that we can. A woman wanted to do something to demonstrate her love for Jesus, so she poured some expensive perfume on his head. This The disciples criticized her for doing this. Jesus came to her defense with these words, Leave her alone. Why criticize her for doing such a good thing to me? She has done what she could. Mark 14, 6 and 8. These are words we can cling to. God wants us to renew our minds and help us develop wisdom and common sense. As we try to sort out our choices and develop common sense, people may criticize us, but we can trust that God will come to our defense as long as we do what Scripture directs us to do. Amen. One of the beautiful things about common sense is the uh, the Spirit of God will move us naturally to be enthusiastic about right 
things. A lot of people can't get enthusiastic and they will come against you because you're enthusiastic about doing right things. It just bothers them. So don't, don't, don't think about them. They're stuck. And we are moving forward with confidence that we're in the right place with the right program, with the right set of problems, headed in the right direction with the right people, you know, like-minded individuals. So, amen. I remember I came into the 12-step program with no confidence, and alcohol had done its work. It pulled my confidence away. It pulled my hope away, my faith, my imaginations my common sense became uncommon. Everything I did was not working. So God did, in his mercy, uh, because of my wrong choices, I wasn't inserting his will on top of my will. I wasn't making his will my will. So my my choices was giving me no, uh, no profit, no inspiration. So I thank God for the, what happened. I'm here now, 40 years later. I said uncle 40 years ago, and here I am. Now let's go back to the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. As we pray the serenity prayer, we learn to think in new ways. We do. We learn to ask questions that will lead us away from our destructive past and into a productive future. In other words, we start using our imagination rightly so. When we read these words, we say, well, God grant me, God allow me to have peace in accepting this bill I cannot accept. Help me to have courage to figure out ways and how to take care of it. And allow me to have the wisdom to know the difference between credit cards uh, abilities, and so forth, to use my imagination rightly so. Amen. And it becomes a delight to figure out our own little situations. God allows us to, it's like tying your shoes when we were kids. We learned how to do that. And what joy in the learning basis. A lot of things we can learn, and then there's a lot of, all we can do is all we can do, and there's a lot of things that we've done the best we can. Now it's up to God. It's kind of like a signal. It, all we can do is all we can do and pray about it and demonstrate our faith by doing what we can do. Amen. I'm going to be reading uh, Mark 14 and going over the, uh, the scriptures in just a bit. Thank you so much for listening to this segment. Be right back. What we have here is a means of communication with God, with heaven, and right standing with God and feeling it in our hearts that we're doing the, the deal, we're doing the right things, focusing on the right direction. Thank you, everyone, for coming on today's reading of the book of Mark. I'm now sitting in the front yard, and as you can hear, the bagpipes, we hear bagpipes for years now. There's a kid who's really perfecting his craft. I've been hearing him and done, he's doing a great job of perfecting it. 
All right, reading the book of Mark. Where did I leave off? Chapter 14. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for your word. Reading it, loving it, believing it, and getting blessed by it. Thank you, Lord, for your word says that those who seek the Lord will find good. Thank you, Father, for the goodness in our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, amen. It was now two days before Passover and the festival of unleavened bread. The leading priests and the teachers of religious law were still looking for an opportunity to capture Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the Passover celebration, they agreed, or the people may riot. Meanwhile, Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon, a man who had previously had leprosy. While he was eating, a woman came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume made from essence of nard. She broke open the jar and poured the perfume over his head. Some of those at the table were indignant. Why weigh such expensive perfume, they asked. It could have been sold for a year's wages and the money given to the poor, so they scolded her harshly. But Jesus replied, Leave her alone. Why criticize her for doing such a good thing to me? You will always have the poor among you, and you can help them whenever you want to. But you will not always have me. She has done what she could and has anointed my body for burial ahead of time. I tell you the truth. Wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, This woman's deeds will be remembered and discussed. Wow. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve disciples, went to the leading priests to arrange to betray Jesus to them. They were delighted when they heard why he had come, and they promised to give him money. So he began looking for an opportunity to betray Jesus. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb is sacrificed, Jesus' disciples asked him, Where do you want us to go to prepare the Passover meal for you? So Jesus sent two of them into Jerusalem with these instructions. As you go into the city, a man carrying a pitcher of water will meet you. Follow him. At the house he enters, says, say to the owner, The teacher asks, Where is the guest room where I can eat the Passover meal with my disciples? He will take you upstairs to a large room that is already set up. That is where you should prepare our meal. So the two disciples went into the city and found everything just as Jesus had said. And they prepared the Passover meal there. In the evening, Jesus arrived with the twelve. As they were at the table eating, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, one of you eating with me here will betray me. Greatly distressed, each one asked in turn, Am I the one? He replied, It is one of you twelve who is eating from this bowl with me. For the Son of Man must die, as the Scriptures declare long ago, but how terrible it would be for the one who betrays him. It would be far better for the man if he had never been born. As they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, Take it, for this is my body. 
and he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them, and they all drank from it. And he said to the, he said to them, This is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice for many. I tell you the truth. I will not drink wine again until the day I drink it new in the kingdom of God. Then they sang a hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives. On, on the way, Jesus told him, All of you will desert me, for the scripture says, God will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I am raised from the dead, I will go ahead of you to Galilee and meet you there. Peter said to him, Even if everyone else deserts you, I never will. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, Peter. This very night before the rooster crows twice, you will deny three times that you even know me. No, Peter declared emphatically. Even if I have to die with you, I will never deny you. And all the others vowed the same. They went to the olive grove called Gethsemane. And Jesus said, sit here while I go and pray. He took Peter, James, and John with him. And he became deeply troubled and distressed. He told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little farther and fell to the ground. He prayed that, if it were possible, the awful hour awaiting him might pass him by. Abba, Father, he cried out, everything is possible for you. Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then he returned and found the disciples asleep. He said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you watch with me even one hour? Keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Then Jesus left them again and prayed the same prayer as before. When he returned to them again, he found them sleeping, for they couldn't keep their eyes open. And they didn't know what to say. When he returned to them the third time, he said, Go ahead and sleep. Have your rest. But no, the time has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Up, let's be going. Look, my betrayer is here. And immediately, even as Jesus said this, Judas, one of the twelve disciples, arrived with a crowd of men armed with swords and clubs. They had been sent by the leading priests, the teachers of religious law, and the elders. The traitor Judas had given them a prearranged signal. You will know which one to arrest when I greet him with a kiss. Then you can take him away under guard. As soon as they arrived, Judas walked up to Jesus. Rabbi, he exclaimed, and gave him the kiss. Then the others grabbed Jesus and arrested him. But, but one of the men with Jesus pulled out his sword and struck the high priest's slave, slashing off his ear. Verse 
Jesus asked them, Am I some dangerous revolutionary that you come with swords and clubs to arrest me? Why didn't you arrest me in the temple? I was there among you teaching every day. But these things are happening to fulfill what the scripture says about me. Then all his disciples deserted him and ran away. One young man following behind was clothed only in a long linen shirt. When the mob tried to grab him, he slipped out of his shirt and ran away naked. 